Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Even if you're turned off by the whole affair, podcasting can learn valuable lessons from America's political primary process. When you swap out voters with listeners, the similarities snap into focus. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. This is not an episode about politics. This is an episode about learning lessons from the current frenzy that dominates the news here in America and abroad. Talking about American politics. But let's apply those lessons to our world in podcasting. Now, the current field of American people who would like to become president of this large nation uh, is, is winnowing down as we get closer to the process. But if you think about what those people had to do, what their jobs have been in relationship to other people, I think you'll see some parallels to podcasting. What did the current field, how did they make themselves appealing to voters, much in the same way we podcasters want to be appealing to listeners? That's the topic of conversation we're going to have today. Now, there are different groups of voters that they have been appealing to, just as there are different groups of listeners we likely need to appeal to. And I can break those down into three groups. I'm going to use politics and the process of getting someone elected to president as the vehicle to get there. But again, I promise you, this is not about politics. So at the beginning, a would-be politician or a someone who seeks the highest office in the land at least this is the way it works in America. It may work differently in your country. The first thing they have to do is they have to build their base. You might have heard that talked about quite a lot from the current people that occupy the White House, but I'm talking about the base of supporters necessary before somebody says, I'm ready to be president, when they're thinking about that process. That's the base. And the base has to answer their own question. When they look at you, either the politician, or better yet, you, the podcaster, that core base, before you even get started, or maybe you've released a handful of episodes, the first thing they're trying to find out is whether or not they should help you, the podcaster, with your viability. Just like the base politician support, the base of the politician supporters have to find out if they want to support that particular person that's financially, that's donors, that's also um, with blood, sweat, and tears, that's volunteering. Same thing happens in podcasting. That first group of people you have to attract, your base, they're the ones 
who are going to do things like, yes, support you. They might be your initial patrons, if you will, or whatever your chosen method of getting some funding direct from your listeners would be. But they're also the ones who go out and evangelize on your behalf. We don't have phones to man, phone banks. We're not going knocking door to door, handing out things. But we are trying to spread, get people to spread ratings and reviews. They go to things like Podchaser and do that. These are the ones who give immediate feedback to you, the podcaster, to make sure your show is working really well for them. But their first answer is, should they help with your viability? Now, once you've mastered that, you've got a viable candidate or you've got a viable podcast that moves forward, at least with a small group of people, now it's time to make your take your message to the masses. Now, in American politics, that means getting the primary, excuse me, that means getting the party to support you. You've got to convince others to support you. Here's where the system breaks down a little bit as far as comparison, right? Because podcasting isn't a zero-sum game. People can listen to more than one podcast. But the next group I want you to think about, unlike appealing to the party, the party, by the way, has their own ideals, their own agenda. So does the next group I want you to appeal to, or you should be appealing to. And that's the core podcast listeners. Just like the core party members care most about the party, core podcast listeners, core podcast listeners care about podcasting overall. Just like the party members care about the party and they're trying to figure out if you as a candidate or if the candidate fits the party values, same thing. Core podcast listeners want to make sure, they want to ask themselves one question, does your show, does your show increase the viability of podcasting overall? Is podcasting made better with your show in it? And if they answer that question, yes. You get a lot of benefit out of that. The first thing you get is a lot of word of mouth. These are the people who other people know of as podcast listeners. They're tastemakers. They are able to go to their friends and say, this is an amazing podcast you should listen to. But they'll only do that if they think that your podcast is worthy. It increases the viability of overall of podcasting. Same thing holds for the journalists, either those that are specific in the podcasting industry or those that cover podcasting from the outside. If they're energized and engaged about your show, they will write about it, which turns around and exposes more people to it. So think about those as the party members. Does podcasting overall get better with your show in it? Now, the third group in politics, if you survive that and the party says yes, and then you become the nomination, then of course you have to go actually get the real live votes from the general public that's out there. But that's not really true. That's not really true in politics, nor is it true in podcasting. And let me explain what I mean. In politics, the people running for office are trying to appeal to the people who vote. I think it's the same thing in podcasting. You're trying to appeal to the people who listen to podcasts. And the question that those people are asking themselves in podcasting is similar to what they're asking themselves in politics. And that is, does your show validate their world view? That's it. That's all you have to answer. But really, it becomes about what's in it for them. If your show is something that they can get behind, 
if they're the listener, the 30 to 40% of the people who listen to podcasts, if your show, if the content you put out, if your efforts validate their worldview, they will listen and keep listening. Just like voting public, if you validate someone's worldview because of your political platform and your policies, they will cast a vote for you, validate the worldview, and people will keep listening to your show. Now, these are the true believers. There are some of these people out there that are true believers. Now, for them, their worldview is very small, much like single-issue voters who will cast their vote for a candidate based on one policy alone. There are a lot of true believers in podcasting who listen to podcasts, I should say, who are going to make that similar decision. Not a good thing or a bad thing. The only good thing about this is, remember, this is not a zero-sum game. It's not your podcast is the only one they're going to listen to. They have room in their day to listen to lots of things. So look at those single issues. Look at those true believers and make sure you're appealing to them and that you're validating their own worldview. All right, so let's talk about some takeaways. The things to remember, I think there are two. One is, remember, you don't have to appeal to everyone. Politicians don't try and appeal to everyone. They appeal to people who vote. Just like that, we want to appeal to people who listen either their larger view or those inside of the podcasting community or just those small group. That's all we're looking for. We're not trying to get all 7 billion people or in America, all 350 million people. We're not trying to do that at all. Second takeaway, think about this for a second. When you're looking at shows that are success stories about this one, keep in mind that the big shows, once they get big, and I'm talking hundreds of thousands or millions of listeners, they don't have to worry about the other two tiers anymore. They don't have to worry about the base or the core podcast listeners who care whether or not your show validates podcasting, but you're not getting hundreds of thousands or millions of listeners. If you're not, you need to make sure you do some care and feeding of all of those people because you've got to continue to grow the show. Think about it. Think about your audience from those three perspectives and it might help. Go talk to your friends about this episode. Tell them you listen to this. Share this episode with them and bring it up. Find out who's doing a good job. Are you thinking about each of these groups together? Hmm. Or are they all together, which they shouldn't be? Are you addressing them individually? Lots to think about. I wish you the best of luck. No episode tomorrow. I'm off to PodFest in Orlando. So I will see you back next week for another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location. 
and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.